G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Getting to know your best friend, today on Leading the Way. The best friend is the one who knows how to comfort you when you need comfort, how to bring you under conviction when you sin, how to pray for you when you can't pray for yourself. Because of this reason, Jesus said, I'll give you the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of every believer. Welcome to Leading the Way with pastor and international Bible teacher, Dr. Michael Youssef. He's also the author of Empowered by Praise and more than 50 other titles. Check out all the titles at ltw.org. Not much in life is better than friends. Smiles and laughter and joy in the victories as well as tears in the pain. King David wrote in one of his many psalms that there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, the Holy Spirit himself. Today, Dr. Yusuf begins a powerful series on the Holy Spirit called Know Your Best Friend. Listen as Dr. Yusuf begins. I think it was Mother Teresa who once said, that the biggest disease today is not leprosy or cancer, but it is the feeling of being uncared for, unwanted, and being deserted and alone. No wonder the Lord Jesus Christ said to the disciples, He said, I will not leave you orphans, but I'll send you the counsel, I'll send you the comforter, I'll send you the paraclete. Believers are given the most perfect best friend that they could ever hope to have. The problem is this. Listen carefully. Here's the problem. Not all believers understand or know the role of God, the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity in their lives. Not all of them. In fact, there is so much misunderstanding about the Holy Spirit. There's so much confusion. There's so much ignorance about the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. So much so that some people just gave up and don't want to know Him. And that's a tragedy. But that even leads to a bigger problem. Not to know, love, worship, and adore the Holy Spirit of God is like missing out on knowing your greatest and best friend that you could ever know in your life. And that is why I'm going to take time in the next several messages that I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you who He is and what He does to help you not only believe in the Holy Spirit, but fall in love with Him all over again. Now, I want to make a confession to you about a struggle that I had as I'm preparing this series of messages on the Holy Spirit. By calling Him your best friend, my best friend, I'm risking something. I am risking humanizing this third member of the Trinity. And I don't want to fall in that trap. 
Today we live in a time when there are so many well-meaning books out there selling by the bucketful, by the truckloads, books that are in their desire to make God relevant to us humans. They brought God so low into the human point of view. They brought Him so low that He is not the God of the Bible. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16, the Apostle Paul said that we know Jesus after the flesh no more. He is glorified in heaven. His body is in a glorified body. He's no longer in that weak human body that hung on that cross. Even John the Revelator, when he had an encounter with the risen Christ, John, who was described as a disciple whom Jesus loved, John, who leaned his head on the shoulder of Jesus, when he saw the glorified Jesus, he fell on his face. And he hardly recognized him because of the majesty and the splendor in which Jesus is right now. The disciples from Emmaus after the resurrection hardly could recognize Jesus. Why? Because we know him after the flesh no more. In our desire to make Jesus known to people, cut him down to size, to our size, sometimes even below our size. As I said, I'm going to say more about this in the next message. He, Jesus, is glorified in heaven, reigning and ruling supreme in the universe. Even with our own eyes, we can't see it, but with the eyes of faith, we can. He is majestic in His appearance. He is mighty in His glory. He is robed in splendor and righteousness. He is the all-powerful God. He is the almighty God. He alone is worthy of worship and praise and adoration. Give him praise. Jesus said in Matthew 24 that toward the end of time, there's going to be subtlety. There's going to be subtlety in deception. The deception is going to be so subtle. Jesus said, not me, that even some of the elect, some of his own people, some of his children, some of belong to his bride, the, the church, will be misled and will be taken captives by these subtlety of these misguided false truth that looks good, but it's not good. And the tragedy of all tragedies is that so many Christians across the churches, even in this area, are falling in these travesties. They are falling in these heresies. They are falling in these subtle deceptions simply because they have never taken time to learn biblical truth. And so when it comes to the Holy Spirit, which is the subject I'm going to introduce to you today, when it comes to the Holy Spirit of God, many people think of Him as a mere force in the universe. And they talk about Him as such, as just a mere influence in the universe, as mere power that can be used at will. Others refer to Him as it. Don't ever refer to the Holy Spirit of God, the third member of the Trinity, as it. It's He. Jesus talks about Him in the masculine pronoun. Others merely recite in their religious creeds, in the liturgy, I believe in the Holy Spirit. It's like, I believe in cars. I believe in motorcycles. 
The Holy Spirit of God is a divine person of infinite majesty who dwells and to take possessions of the believers here on earth. He is a divine person who does the work of the Father and the Son here on earth. He is a divine person who has no body of his own. That is why he dwells in the believers. He is a divine person, the third member of the Trinity, who helps us, who have finite mind to relate to the infinite God, the creator of the universe. Well, what constitute a person? What constitute a personality? A person has an intellect. He has a mind. A person has a will. And a person has emotions. And the Bible teaches, listen, beloved, listen carefully, the Bible teaches that God, the Holy Spirit, has all of these. He is a person who hears. He is a person who speaks. He's a person who witnesses. He's a person who convicts. He's a person who glorifies Christ. And that's why when we sing about the Holy Spirit, we say, glorify His name. Jesus said that He will glorify my name. He is a person who leads and guides. He is a person who touches and He commands. He's a person who forbids. He's a person who comforts. He's a person who intercedes. And above all, the Holy Spirit has a capacity to fellowship with us mortals. The Holy Spirit relates to our spirit. I'm going to say more about this in the coming days. Let's look at the three components of the personality of the Holy Spirit. Three components. The Bible speaks of the heart of the spirit. That's emotion. The Bible speaks of the mind of the spirit. That's his intellect. And the Bible speaks of the will of the Spirit. That is the execution of the decision that's already made by the mind. First is the heart, which is the seat of emotion. In Romans 15.30, the Bible speaks of the love of the Spirit. He is the Spirit of love. Without love, He cannot comfort us. Did you get that? In Acts chapter 9, verse 31, it says that they walked in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And when there is love, there's always grief. Whenever there is love, there's always grief. Hear me right on this one. Only a loving person can experience grief. Grief is experienced when love is rejected and scorned. Grief is experienced when love is ignored and forsaken. Grief is experienced when love is taken for granted. Grief is experienced when love is met with selfishness. Grief is experienced when love is misunderstood. Grief is experienced when love is not appreciated and comprehended. And that is why Ephesians 4.30 says, the Holy Spirit gets grieved very easily. I wonder how many of God's children, those who love Jesus, are grieving the Holy Spirit right now. Are grieving the Holy Spirit right now because of sin, because of disobedience, because of self-will. We grieve Him. When there is love, there's grieving. When there is no love, there's no grieving. Secondly, the Holy Spirit of God has a mind. The mind is the seat and the source of intelligence. 
is the seat and the source of reasoning and knowledge. With our minds, we think. With our minds, we plan. With our minds, we organize. With our minds, we devise. And with our minds, we comprehend. And Romans 8.27 talks about the mind of the Holy Spirit. He has his own mind. And the mind of the Spirit is also described in 1 Corinthians 2.10 and 11 that he is the spirit of wisdom. Thirdly, there is the will of the Holy Spirit. Our will expresses our thoughts, right? Our will is the full expression of our desires and our thoughts. It is the same with the person of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit commands Philip, go and meet the Ethiopian eunuch. In the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 19, the Holy Spirit exercises authority over Peter. And in Acts 16, 6 and 7, the Holy Spirit restrains Paul. And Jesus said of the Holy Spirit, he does not act independently of the Godhead, the Father and the Son. Why? Because there is only one God. The Muslims accuse us of worshiping three gods. We don't worship three gods. We worship one God, three persons have different assignment, have different tasks, but nonetheless, one God, one mind, one heart in the Godhead. And the person of the Holy Spirit is totally one with the Father and the Son. No separation. There is only one mind, there's only one will, there's only one heart. And the will and the mind of the Father and the Son in the Godhead are in perfect unity with the Holy Spirit. After all, He is the Spirit of Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit, he is the spirit of Jesus. I want to illustrate this to you because in the Hebrew language, there's one word and that word is ruach. And it means wind. It means breath. As I take breath, that's the same word as the wind. And it means spirit. Same thing. Same meaning. So in the beginning of the book of Genesis, it said the spirit of God was blowing on the earth. That was the wind blowing. But then Also, it's a breath. It's a breath of Jesus. Imagine without my spirit, I'm trying to preach to you, okay? This is how it's going to come out. How would you get to go to heaven? Okay, did you get it? But then, when my spirit gets going and I start talking to you, you will hear what I want to say. You will hear how I'm expressing myself. And that is the spirit of Jesus. He basically takes what Jesus said and he speaks it to us. Listen carefully. Because the Holy Spirit is a person, therefore our relationship with Him is very personal. It's very personal. You know, we often say that a man is known by the company he keeps. We say that. A man is known by the company he keeps. And I can tell you, you can always tell the man or the woman who is keeping the company of the Holy Spirit. You can always tell. You can always tell. You say, how? Ah, 
They will manifest the fruit of the Spirit. They will reflect the peace and the joy and the serenity of the Holy Spirit. They are able to discern what is right and what is wrong. They are not easily misled into heretical teaching and heretical books. Uh, They will exhibit a God-centered, God-honoring, and God-glorifying characteristics. Why? Because they keep in company with the Holy Spirit. So, for example, if you see somebody who's constantly in a state of strife, somebody who's constantly in a state of insubordination or constantly in a state of anger, constantly in a state of self-will, constantly in a state of bitterness, constantly in a a state of being critical in, in critical spirit. Now, these are evidence that that person is not walking and fellowshipping in the Holy Spirit. These are signs that that person may have grieved the Holy Spirit long time ago and have gone to business for themselves. These are the signs that the Holy Spirit who's given to us by Jesus is grieving in a corner of your life somewhere. The Holy Spirit is given to us by Jesus so that we may know Jesus. He reveals Jesus to us. How does He reveal Jesus to us? By telling us, you know, Jesus is this and Jesus is that and your idea of Jesus and my idea of Jesus and Dr. Smell Fungus' idea of Jesus and, and this person's idea of Jesus. No, no. The Holy Spirit of God authored the Bible. It's written over 1,500, 1,600 years. People of different backgrounds and different professions, different periods in history, different locations, but they're all giving us the same message. That is why there is no book in the world like it. There is no book in the world like it. You will never find another book like it. It is a unity because the Holy Spirit authored that book. And when you read that book, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you, is going to open your eyes, going to reveal Jesus to you from the pages of the book. I'm going to say more about that again because that's of uttermost importance. People say, oh, these Christians worship a book. God is not imprisoned in a book. Listen. God chose to reveal Himself in that book, and that's good enough for me. When you know the Holy Spirit, you're going to know Jesus, because His number one task is to reveal Jesus to you from the pages of the Scripture. And that is why the Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit, said He is the Spirit of truth. He is the Spirit of holiness. He is the Spirit of life. He is the Spirit of adoption. He is the Spirit of faith. He is the Spirit of praise. He is the Spirit of wisdom and discernment. He is the Spirit of power and discipline. He is the Spirit of grace. He is the Spirit of glory. He is the Spirit, the comforter. And therefore, any sermon, any preacher, any book that does not glorify the Jesus in the book is not the Holy Spirit of God. Did you get that? It is not of the Holy Spirit of God. Anything that denies that Jesus and Jesus alone is going to make you acceptable to God the Father and therefore forgive your sins and therefore assure you of heaven is not of the Holy Spirit. It's a fake spirit. It's a counterfeit spirit. Because the Holy Spirit's task is to glorify Jesus. 
And these other spirits whom I claim to be Christians, oh, a lot of people claim to be Christians these days, they may claim to be Christians, but if they glorify man and not God, they are fake, they are imitation, they are counterfeit. Ah, but not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. And that's how you know if it is the Holy Spirit or a fake spirit. Let me tell you this as I conclude. This story is a true story. And it's a story told about a rabbi. This rabbi had been a professor of Talmud at a Hebrew seminary in Tel Aviv for many years. And he hated Jesus. This rabbi hated Jesus with passion. And so great was his resentment that he verbally abused his Jewish convert for reading the New Testament in Hebrew. So the young man's reply to this verbal abuse was to give him a gift, the New Testament in the Hebrew language. The rabbi takes the book and he decides to read it. And he stayed up to 3 a.m. reading the New Testament in Hebrew reading about this Nazarene who claimed to be the Messiah. And the Holy Spirit of God guided him in all truth so he would later confess that I have already found more than 200 references in the New Testament that prove beyond a shadow of doubt that Jesus is truly the Messiah. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He helps us to discover the truth as it is only in Jesus. He indwells the believer. But the question, beloved friend, I want to leave you with this. Are you grieving the Holy Spirit right now? Are you allowing your disobedience and rebellion against the Word of God grieve the Holy Spirit inside of you? Or are you welcoming Him in obedience? Dr. Michael Youssef with one of his perspective-changing series, Know Your Best Friend. If you missed any part of this or any other message, visit ltw.org and stream online for free. You can also use the Leading the Way app or your smart speaker. You know, in addition to catching up on messages from Dr. Youssef, we'd love you to visit the website to see how God is working at home and around the world through Leading the Way. When you get to the homepage at ltw.org, take a moment to click on the global work near the top of the page. You'll quickly realize that Leading the Way is more than a radio program or broadcast, but a ministry that, because of your help, is making a difference in lives around the world. For example, Muslim World Outreach. This is a part of Leading the Way where field staff risk their lives to make an impact in the lives of brothers and sisters living in parts of the world where it's deadly to be a believer. Our team members strategically reach out, disciple, and where needed, help those brothers and sisters in these tough areas. Life is very difficult for the someone who is follow Jesus in Muslim territory. Everywhere there is a war. Nearly two million people they dead. Killing in that name of God. This is the act of God. I decide I will not be a Muslim. There begin my real struggle with the religion. I went to Christian school. I find out there Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship between you and God. God knocking my heart for me to open. I accepted Jesus Christ in my life. I will not fear when I 
decided to follow Jesus. That's the difference between my background and now in the life of Jesus Christ. This channel, Malakot South, is a fact of my life. They are really preaching a good word of God. Michael Yusuf has influenced actually in my life. It is very, very big service that you are doing, preaching the gospel in Sudan and Egypt, Ethiopia, and everywhere in the world to let them to increase their ministry through Malakut Sad. My dream for the gospel it is to preach the gospel through social media in my language. Because Jesus Christ, He came for those who are not accepted. Over 13,000 times a week, across six continents in 27 of the world's most spoken languages. Leading the way is sharing the gospel with the nations. Through the Kingdom Sat, leading the way is spreading the truth of Christ into difficult to reach areas, transforming hearts and changing lives. To find out more about how you can be a part of what God is doing around the globe, contact us today. Here's that website again, ltw.org, ltw.org. You can also call to learn more. The number is 1-300-133-589. That's 1-300-133-589. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth around the world. Learn more at ltw.org. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.